You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou... Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for being our God. Last week, your servant, Pastor Jenkins, spoke these words in the sanctuary. Too often, we speak of God in an abstract way. Don't let that be, Lord. Let us talk to you, with you, about you as our precious God and Father, our precious Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the precious gift of our constant support in our lives by the one Holy Spirit. We ask you now to please, Lord, bless the words that will be spoken. May they accomplish your will and grant your people understanding about some scripture. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for this in this way. Amen. Amen. You know, Pastor and I are a little bit different in age. So, Pastor likes to use PowerPoints. Mikey don't know how to do that. (laughs) This is my kind of PowerPoint. This is a construction worker's PowerPoint. But I do believe it helps us to understand and illustrates the pathway that we will take this morning. So as Pastor was explaining to the children, the laser gives us two reference lines, a plumb line and a level line. It doesn't matter where you are at from those lines. If you measure over a sixteenth of an inch either way, measure up or down from the parallel line, the perpendicular line, either way, whether it's a sixteenth of an inch, 16 inches, 116 inches, 116 foot, it doesn't matter. No matter how far you are out from that line, as long as you're using it as a reference, you will always be correct to that reference. And that is what Almighty God is showing to the prophet Isaiah this morning. That no matter how far you are in your relationship with God, it always has to be referenced to God's righteousness. Now, Amos is called to speak to Israel. Now, most of us may not know this piece, but at this time in history, this is right after Solomon's death. Solomon was the last king of united Israel. After his death, the kingdom is split into two. Rehoboam, 
the son of Solomon, takes kingship over the southern kingdom, specifically the tribe of Judah. And Jeroboam, who was a political asylum in Egypt, is returned and becomes king over the ten tribes of Israel. And Jeroboam is made a promise by God that he has to, he has to stay in line with God's righteousness. Well, we can see from the prophet Amos that God is sending a message to Jeroboam and said, you did not keep up your end of the bargain. You're not even close to being in line with what is referenced in righteousness to God. So that kingdom will be torn out of your hand. And if you read in the Old Testament and go forward on that, you will always see that when Israel, the northern kingdom, is referenced, it will always reference it and say, and they followed Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and did detestable things in the eyes of the Lord. So the prophet is sent to show them that God is not going to allow this to take place. Well, that same type of measurement takes place for us, but it's from the cross of Christ. You and I are asked to live a life in relationship with God. And no matter how long our life is, we can see whether we are in reference to what Christ has for us and the way we are to live. Well, for some of us, this begins to get a little bit unnerving, doesn't it? Are we measuring up? Are we measuring up to what God's standard is for us and how we are to reference our lives in relationship to the Christ? Well, our second reading for today from Ephesians begins to help us see and understand that we have a great deal of hope because if we had to rely on our own ability to keep in line with God throughout our life, oh, we're in deep trouble. The pastor has said this many times. He can't get it right. If he can't get it right, we can't get it right. It's just not going to be. But here's the promise that now takes place in the reading from Ephesians. It begins by God the Father saying, How powerful is this? That he instituted a plan. And who did he choose? It says, I chose you. He chose us is the words that are spoken. It goes on in our reading for today to begin to put forth how that was brought to a completion. It says when it comes to fulfillment in Christ. And then Christ has chosen us. God the Father has chosen us. Christ has also chosen us. Are we still responsible for coming to our own parallel, being in reference to Almighty God? No. The last part of our reading today from Ephesians tells us that you have been marked with the cross of Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit. 
and that you are not in this on your own. The Father has chosen you, the Son has chosen you, and we have been given an incredible gift at our baptism, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is upon us to guide us and to lead us throughout our life so we're always in reference to what God's righteousness is all about for us. Well, this still leaves us a little bit troubled, doesn't it? Because one of the things you're not allowed to look around. I'm going to ask them a question. Do you... (laughs) Do you believe that this is a spiritual man? You don't have to answer. I can... They're voting yes. <laughs> Do you believe that your spirituality is the same as his? Why? What, now, why, why would we do that? Well, we have to ask the next question. When he was baptized, did God give him more of a Holy Spirit than he gave you? No. Then how is it? That this has come to be, that he is this spiritual man. The explanation is quite simple. But it takes us on a journey that we have to follow through. Remember that the pastor said he was not brought up in a Christian home. And that he was 26 when Jesus took a hold of him and turned him upside down. Well, all of us have a little bit different story. See, I came up in a very lukewarm Christian home. My parents made sure that we filled all the requirements of the church. That you went to church, you went to Sunday school, you went through catechism, and you got baptized, you went through catechism, got confirmed, and then... I took a long vacation. And it was about the same age that Pastor was when Jesus started to take a hold of me and turn me upside down. So, how does all of this then come into play? Where does it take place? How does it take place? How do we become more spiritual? If you look at the gospel message for today, we begin to get insight into that gospel and the understanding of how this relates to you and I. Jesus has just spent, we're going to use these numbers, he just spent three years with the disciples. So that would be 1,090 days, 365 days times by three. And he was with them the whole time. So that was 24 hours a day. So he was with them 26,280 hours. And yet, them being in the presence of God all of this time did not yet understand the scripture. We see that throughout. That when Jesus is talking and teaching, that he has to pull them aside and show them little pieces, and yet they're still not able to comprehend it yet. But now Jesus says that... What you need to do is remember all that I have said. And that the prophets 
and the law of Moses and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then you see what it said in the gospel today? And he opened their mind. He opened their mind so that they could understand the Holy Scripture. How does that take place? They just spent 26,000 hours and still didn't understand. I won't know what we, how many hours we've spent, but I don't think it's going to be 26,000. And we still don't understand these things. So how does it come to us? Three years they spent in the presence of the Word made flesh. And it was not until Jesus ascended into heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Father that the Holy Spirit was put out. And they came, the Holy Spirit came like tongues of fire and rested on the disciples. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I love the way Jesus says it today in the Gospel. Wait to be clothed with power from on high. And it was then when the Holy Spirit and the presence of the Spirit, the sustainer in our life, is made available that now the Holy Spirit could begin to assemble the scripture so that the disciples could understand. I want to take your mind and I want to use your mind as a chalkboard right now, okay? I promise that we'll erase it then. I don't want you to erase it. <laughs> I want you to write this word in your mind. See it in your mind's eye. D I S C P L I N E D What's it spell? Disciplined. You see what Amos was talking about to Jeroboam and the people of Israel was being disciplined in following the law of God. You need to obey these commands. One of the things that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, did was he established religious shrines other than the worship of the one true God. He led Israel astray. He was not disciplined. God, in his wonderful wisdom and foreknowledge, knew that even we would not be able to or especially be disciplined in order to keep the law of God. So God came up with this incredible, incredible, wonderful, blessed gift for us. So now I want you to take that word, and I want you to pull the I-N. Because P-L-I-N-E, pull the I-N out of that word. Slide the E and the D over. And then put I-N after the word. Now what's it spell? Discipled in. We're no longer under the discipline of the law. We have been discipled in. The more and more we make ourselves available to God's word, the more the Holy Spirit can say, let me show you something. 
Let me put this together for you. So therefore, it is important for you and I to make ourselves available to God's holy word as often as possible. Not on a sun, on our daily lives. One of my favorite pieces for, to do is to read the one-year Bible. It has no point to a study. But what it does, it allows and affords the opportunity of the Holy Spirit to take pieces of scripture that you're familiar with but have not thought about. And then you hear him in the sanctuary and he begins to assemble it in a way that you are given insight and understanding. It's a wonderful piece. But then we need to do that as a daily part of our life. The word became flesh. The word became life in Christ. So therefore, the life of Christ is in the word. Is it only a certain part of the word? No, Jesus said this morning that all that is written in the law of Moses, the psalm and the proverbs and the prophets must be fulfilled. So it's the whole of scripture that is the life of Christ that we have to make ourselves more available to. The reason we see a difference in the spirituality of a person is because they make themselves more available to the word. It's not because God gave us a lesser spirit. We have the same Holy Spirit that was given to the disciples that are being spoken about in Scripture. It is the same Holy Spirit that Pastor Jenkins received at his baptism. It is the same Holy Spirit that you and I have received at our baptism. What we need to do are make ourselves more available to God's holy word so that the Holy Spirit can show us things that we are not capable of seeing on our own. So we can do this throughout our week and then we can come to the worship house of the Lord and we can hear the word read. We can hear the word proclaimed. We can hear the word sung. A powerful message embedded in a poetic medium. And then when we pray at the altar, do, you, do we write our prayers? No. Those prayers are with closed eyes that the pastor and I speak. They're moved from within. How God, the Holy Spirit, begins to assemble his word and put them together. This is how it works. This is the wonderful gift that was given to us that Ephesians talks about. God's plan, fulfilled in Christ, sustained by the Holy Spirit. We are not left alone. We are called by Almighty God to make ourselves available to his holy word. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit can take us places we would never, ever think was possible. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night.
my life. 